This is the old Trailblazer broadcast coming to you once again at this time. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, pastor here at the First Baptist Church of Algiers, Radio Missions, Voice of Truth, and the old Trailblazer. Yes, the old Trailblazer riding forth, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners, cutting away all the briars and the brambles and the bushes that clutter up the average human heart that you and I know, steeped in the in blindness, being blinded by Satan, but throw the things through, thrown across their path that they can't see. But the old trailblazer coming out, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. And uh, we're bringing you a series of studies now on the Antichrist uh, RSV Bible, the Antichrist Bible. Some folks call it the RSV, that's the Revised Standard Version. We've chosen to call it the Antichrist Bible. And we're looking there now at a study on modernism. Modernism, my friend. In our, in this, in our past study, we gave you a brief summary of the doctrine of the Antichrist, showing you from God's Word that it is the exaltation of man to the place of God to be worshipped. Now, that's what the doctrine of the Antichrist is. Then on our last study, we showed you again from God's Word what the spirit of Antichrist is, and that is the denial that the Lord Jesus Christ came in the flesh, the denial of the virgin birth, denial of the substitutionary death of Christ on the cross, and a denial of his lordship that he is God and also Lord. In our study at this time, we want to take up the heresy of modernism. What is modernism? I've had folks ask me that. Modernism, what is that? When we say that the new Revised Standard Version was put out by a group of modernists, what do we mean by that statement? We want to look at that. When a fellow is classed as a present-day modernist, what does he believe? What does he teach? What does he preach? What distinguishes him from all other religionists? Let's open our Bibles, if you will. Got your Bible there handy. Get it down off the mantelpiece there. And turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. We're going to stay with, Thus saith the Lord, day by day as we bring you these studies. We're going to stay with the Lord, what the Lord has laid on our heart and what the Lord has said. Let no man deceive you by any means. That's a gracious statement, isn't it? That We could use that in our normal secular life, day-by-day life. Let no man deceive you by any means. Surely we're talking here about spiritual things. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin must be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalted himself, all that is above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he is God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now, the Apostle Paul here gives us, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the revelation of the, of the rise of the Antichrist. The rise of the Antichrist follows a falling away first, or the great apostasy. The falling away first is known as the great apostasy. You hear folks talk about the great apostasy? Well, that's simply the falling away from the, from the revealed truth, falling away from what God's Word teaches. The great apostasy precedes the second coming, or I call it the soon coming, of our blessed Lord. The great apostasy, or that falling away, the second coming of Christ, the rise of the Antichrist, are all associated together and are inseparable. Oh, my friend, would you just listen? Would you listen? We want to, we've given you a little, going back over a little stuff, that, little things that we'd already talked about. But ever since 
Now, <clears throat> let, me, let me go back and start over again. Ever since the first century, after Christ went back to heaven, men have risen up to deny the virgin birth and to deny the resurrection of Christ, to deny the inspiration uh, uh, of the Scriptures, to deny the Holy Trinity. But not until this present time in which you and I live has man ever risen up to claim that man himself is God. That's the doctrine of the Antichrist, and that's the doctrine of present-day modernism. It makes, that makes modernism different from all other heresies of all other time. This is the underlying heresy, and that it is which makes the great apostasy so appalling and is bringing about spiritual darkness that prevails everywhere, according to Second Thessalonians 2.11. There Paul said, And for this cause God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. What cause? For what cause? Because they do not love the truth of God's word. Verse 10, they do not want Christ to rule over them. As Adam and Eve in the beginning believed the lie of Satan, made themselves their own gods. So in the closing age of this world, Satan is putting forth the same lie. You will be as gods. And the religious world is believing that today, swallowing it, hook, line, and sinker, because they've turned down the truth of God's word. When you once turn down the truth of word, my friend, truth of God's word, my friend, you have to turn to Satan's lie, and that lie is you will be your own God. Now that's the doctrine of present-day modernism. Let's turn again to the writings of the leader and the prophet of this Federal Council of Churches, known as the National Council of Churches. Mr. Fosdick, we quoted him before. Mr. Fosdick, the spoken for this. Uh, our apostate church says in his book, Living Under Tension, I quote, Someday I predict a man will rise by whose hands a federation of the world will be affected, wars will be stopped thereby, and that his name will go down across the centuries associated with that great achievement. And listen, uh, in, in this, in this uh, uh, eye-opener, my friend, listen at it now. <clears throat> he goes on to say, that man will come. Someday he will arise. For all we know, he may be living this morning in some unknown village in his crib. But when he comes, what will it take to make him decisive? A multitude of plain people must prepare the way before the decisive Messiah can come with peace in his hands. All of us do matter, my friend. Personally, even even in us does count. Even uh, in, there he says, that's all. This is Fodstick talking. Here we see that Mr. Fosdick, who does not believe in the Lord's return, who denies the virgin birth of Christ, who makes fun of blood redemption in Christ, definitely states that he believes a man will rise with peace in his hands. Daniel, in talking about the coming of the Antichrist, said he would win by flattery. And in the sixth chapter of Revelation opens with the rise of the Antichrist coming upon the scene peaceably. Do you get that? Peaceably. Here is the leader of the apostate church, known as the Council, National Council of Churches in the United States of America, looking for this decisive Messiah, the Superman, posing himself as a sort of John the Baptist, a forerunner of the Antichrist. So you see, the underlying doctrine of this committee that translated this new Bible is the deity of man, the exaltation of man to the throne as God. Modern modernism believes in the deity of man 
Modernism believes that man can and will be able to do all things that the Bible says God can do. Therefore, they believe that a man will, will come who will be able to achieve all that supernatural God could achieve. So the doctrine of modernism, the doctrine that makes it different from all other heresies, is the deity of man, that man is his own God. That, that's the lie that Satan is leading humanity to believe even today. This is a reason why this committee in the Revised Standard Version Bible undercut the deity of Christ, reduced the Lord Jesus Christ to a mere man. It was a deliberate action on their part. And further on down in our study, we're going to take up a study of the RSV Bible verse by verse and show you how they have undercut the deity of Christ and presented him as a mere man. To exalt man, they have to humanize Christ. To make man God, they have to bring Jesus down to the level of mere man. And that's what they've done in the RSV Bible. Christ is the Son of God, my friend. Christ is the second person of the Trinity. The Lord Jesus Christ crucified is a sinner's substitute. Buried is a sinner's scapegoat. Risen as a believer's justifier at the right hand of God, he is the mercy seat. Our righteousness and our head within the veil, he is our living priest. These great doctrines and teachings of God's word, preached under the power of the Holy Spirit, are our only hope to sweep modernism out of our churches and to bring men on their faces before God in repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, my friend, we're just going to, let's just take a moment here. Let me just take a moment and ask you, are you, are you sure, are you sure that you're saved? You say, why would you ask me that, Trailblazer? Because the greatest thing that ever can happen to an individual is to come to know the Lord in the forgiveness of sin. But the greatest tragedy that can ever take place in a human life is to be deceived. Just to be deceived, honestly, sincerely uh, deceived. You think you know what's right, you think you're saved, and yet deceived. Now, that's a terrible tragedy, my friend. So I beg you, I exhort you, the old trailblazer is a friend of sinners, my friend. All I want to do is see sinners brought, brought to see themselves lost, and then they can cry out to the Lord because he says he came to seek and to save lost sinners. And we, we just, I'm, I'm just happy I can come here. I offered you this little pamphlet in our last study on notes on Bible reversions. It's three or four pages of notes that we have gleaned and put together showing you the error of not only the RSV Bible, but many other different versions. Uh, we have the New International Version, which is sweeping our country. I have folks come in the bookstore looking for the NIV, they call it. And they say, our pastor said, don't get anything but the NIV. Well, my friend, I wish you'd get one and go there and read how it perverts the text, leaves out the blood, denies hell, leaves out many scriptures, and also vulgar language used, especially there in Ezekiel 23. If you have a NIV Bible, go there and read the 23rd chapter of Ezekiel, and I believe it'll make the hair stand on your head, and then compare it with the King James authorized version, my friend. The old trailblazer just just going about what the Lord wants him to do, getting out the gospel day by day here at Radio Missions where we have the Voice of Truth broadcast all over this country on Sunday, Sunday night. Then the old trailblazer on many stations now up and down the coast and uh, all over the country, one here and one there, writing me, saying, Trailblazer, 
We just don't hear your kind of preaching. We don't hear any preacher calling sin, sin. We just don't hear how that, uh, how that man is a sinner by nature and will not have the gospel. We just don't hear that anymore. Go on, Pastor. Go on. It's been 100 years, 50 years, 60 years since our churches have heard the, the old gray-headed, stoop-shouldered preachers used to stand up and proclaim Christ. Christ come in the flesh, virgin born. We don't hear that anymore. All we hear now is a little soft soap, smooth silk handkerchief preaching where some little mealy-mouthed preacher doesn't have a backbone, won't take a stand against his deacon board, won't take a stand against some old hooking bull in his choir. He just he has to look around to see if it's all right to say the next word almost. I see those things on a daily basis. And then we have these televangelists high youping across the stage there with all of their choreography and all of those things and their the old rock singer and the drunkard who's been converted now he's singing and playing the piano and all those things my friend for ex-football player ex-firefighter and giving their testimony my friend all of that's oh lord what a tragedy preach gospel is not preached the lord called me to preach the gospel said, go out and preach the gospel. Be instant in season and out of season. Call sin, sin. That's what that meant. Does your preacher call sin, sin, my friend? Pastor, do you call sin, sin, or do you smooth it over? Oh, listen, the old prophet said, Pre don't preach the smooth things. The old trailblazer don't, my friend. This is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarver speaking. Remember, my mailing address is the old trailblazer. Post office box, 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Till next time, I wish you'd pray for me. Write me and let me know that you're hearing me, where you're hearing me at, over the Internet or over the, over the radio station. But remember, pray for me if you will. And uh, until next time, may the Lord's richest blessings rest upon you. Goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you to listen to the live Sunday morning Bible School of the Air and morning worship hour broadcasts from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time. These broadcasts are available on the Radio Missions Internet Radio Station. For more information, visit our website at radiomissions.org or call the church office at 225-664-8658.